Hey everybody, this is Christopher and Sarah from Mr. Couturier's 5th grade class and you're listening to McKendry Elementary Presents Eagle Talk, the show by kids that interests kids. Today we're talking about sports and arts with local experts in their fields. We'll discuss everything there is to know about drawing, hair braiding, dancing, softball, and competitive cheer. Thanks for joining us. We're going to going to start off with the arts portion of this week's episode. Here to talk to us about art and drawing is Alexis. Hi, thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being here. Tell us, how did you get into drawing? Well, when I was six years old, my mom was, I went to the room and my mom was drawing on her art table. When I went to her, when I went to her desk, I asked, how did you draw so good? She told me how, and I started to draw. I practiced, and I got better and better. And I started to draw like my mom. Hmm. How good do you consider yourself at art? I mean, I can draw like a, a stick, but I sometimes erase or grab another piece of paper and redraw because I think it would turn out bad or something like that. Hmm. How long did it take you to get this good? Five or like six years. Do you recommend any types of art supplies for someone who's trying to start drawing? Nope. I always use a pencil. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know you always use a pencil. And also, you're really good at drawing. Thank you. That was very nice. Now it's time for us to talk to our guest, Audrey, about hair braiding. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. First, I have a question. Who inspired you to do hair braiding? There wasn't anyone who really inspired me. It was people like walking like by me at the hair salon who really inspired me and the people who did the hair. Are there different styles of braiding? There are plenty of styles of braiding, but the ones that I do now are cornrows, stitch braids, individuals, and box braids. What types of accessories do you put in braids? You can put beads, um, hair tip, hair clips, and hair ties, anything that you want, but it has to like fit on the braid. Depends on the size of it. How has hair braiding affected you in your life? It has affected, well, it has like brought me happiness and stuff because when I'm bored, I can like go to hair braiding. Like it's like an opportunity for me to do something that I thought I couldn't do in the first place. That's really awesome. Thank you for teaching us about your journey with hair braiding today. We'll be right back after the special message. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at McKendryES. Now joining us is Kinley and Casey to tell us a little bit about dance. Hi, we're really glad to be here to talk to you guys about Eagle Talk. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. Let's start about telling our readers, how long have you been dancing? I've been dancing for three years since I was seven. I have been dancing for like nine years because I started when I was like two and a half years old. Nine years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you ever gone places for dance? Yes, 
I've gone to Universal Studios. I've gone to um, Central Atlanta. I've gone to North Carolina for some events. Hmm. I like to stay at Lemon Dance because I don't really like dancing in front of a lot of people in crowds. Only in front of like family and people I feel comfortable dancing. Hmm. What are some of the different styles of dance, and have you done any of them? There's lyrical, contemporary, jazz, hip-hop. My favorite is hip-hop. There's also point, ballet, jazz. There's also, like, acrobatics at my studio. We do acrobatics. I I mostly love um, hip hop and jazz. They're just like more of my style. How would you rate your skills at dance? I would probably rate it like a nine because I'm like I'm not good at everything. Plus, I haven't learned every skill. I rate my skills at dance maybe a, a seven and a half or an eight. Um, but dancing has led me to do gymnastics. That's a pretty solid answer. Also, I have one more question. What about country music? Is that involved as well? Yes. Well, I mean, it depends. So this year, um, my dance studio is doing a, oh, the places we will go. So they're using types of music from like around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and some dance styles, the music that you use to dance can be a country. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Hello, Spotify listeners. Do you need books to keep and read at home? Well, come down to McKendry Elementary Library. We are having a book fair to support our school. Come by throughout February 27th to March 3rd to buy and own interesting books. Welcome back, and thank you for joining the second part of this week's podcast on sports. Joining us today to talk to us about competitive cheer is Ivy. Hello. Let's jump into telling our listeners how or how how or why did you get into competitive cheer? Um, the reason why I joined competitive cheer is because I seen girls walking around bragging about in school. I did competitive cheer like it's so fun. I swear, and like. And then there was a place called Jams, and I'm like, okay, mom, can I go to Jams? And she's like, okay, Ivy, you can go to Jams. And I said, okay. And then I I went in, and I seen people do competitive cheer. And I'm like, whoa, I want to join there. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, probably in high school, though. What makes you want to do it? What makes me want to do it? The competitiveness and and the girls going up in the air because like it's kind of like it's cool because I can do flips and then I do motions and everything. What advice would you give if to people who are just starting out? Whoever's just starting out, um, do not play. Definitely don't. Catch your flyer, okay, and then. Just, just like, don't be so stiff with the motions either. Because, oh, and don't know. hurt yourself in the tub. Good to know. How long have you been doing cheer? 
just this year. Have you won any competitions? No, not yet, but we went to some. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing with us today. No problem. Now we will turn it over to Mariah and Ella to discuss their experiences in softball. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. How did you get into the sport? Um, well, my mom was a catcher when she was younger, so she always wanted me to play, and she finally was able to convince me when I was about five years old. I played, and well, I still play for the day, and it has become a big part of my life. When I was four years old, my mom came up to me and asked me, cheer for softball. And a lot of my siblings did softball, so I wanted to try something new, but, like, I was like, I'm still going to do it anyway. So then I picked softball, and I ended up falling in love with it. Now, I don't know much about softball. Can you tell me and our listeners a little bit on how to play? Yes. So you have the two duos, pitcher and catcher. That's I'm the pitcher, and I'm the catcher. So then the pitcher it could throw curveballs and stuff like that, and the catcher has to – you have to catch the ball – or if somebody is on the base, they could run. Is that called a strikeout if the um, catcher catches the ball no. and the striker misses it? Um, no. If, um, a strike is when in a pitcher throws a ball and either it is in the middle, like like across the plate to your chest or to your knees, and or if the batter swings, that's a strike. If you get three strikes, you're out. And I have a shirt that's really funny that my parents made me get because it says one, two, three, strikes, still out. How long have each of you been playing softball? I've been playing for, I think, six to seven years. Six and a half years. Yes, six and a half years. Would you recommend it to any listeners thinking about getting started in the sports? Oh, yes. I would. Every time I play it, I could get away from anything. No matter, like, what's going on, it just just impact me a lot. I find myself counting down days until games. I get so excited and I hate when I have to go on a break from softball. It's probably my least favorite time. If I ever had to give anybody advice, it's hard for catcher. So when the pitcher is messes up, the catcher has to um, call, like, say time and talk your cat, uh, your pitcher up. And I know this is going to sound really cheesy, but there is no I in team. Everybody has to work out. As much as, and I'd like to like nicely disagree with why because I feel like it's not just the catcher or the pitcher that has to pick up slack. Everybody has to. One mistake and everybody has to pick it up. It's not a big deal if you make a mistake, but it's not just one person has to pick, pick it up. It's a team thing. You can't just have a good pitcher and expect to win a championship. Everybody in the field has to be working and at the same pace and have the same mindset. I agree because my, um, my coach always said that and when somebody messes up and he says run laps, everybody has to run laps, even though it's one person. Um, I have a question. So, like, 
How big is the field and how many laps do y'all run on the mile y'all messed up? Um, a little smaller than a baseball field. And usually when I, my team runs poles, and usually we have to run like 16 poles, which is we have a pretty good sized field. And there's like poles on each like left, left, um, like outfield and right outfield. And we have to run there and back. That's one. And we usually have to run that like 16 times. My coach, like, it depends. If it's the easiest mistake that we know not to make, even though if we're on a baseball field, you have to run the whole field maybe three times. Wait, wait, wait. So y'all have to run that big fence all the way around. Mm -hmm. If we try to cut, we're gonna have to restart the whole thing. We can't even stop. Uh -huh, and that makes me that reminds me when I do a pulls, if one person stops and just stops walking, we have th that's an extra ten pulls. And if if somebody um, like we have to stay together, and if somebody gets really far behind or really far ahead, that's an extra fifteen pulls. Mm -hmm. You have to help them up. It's good for teamwork, and you have to help up and make sure they're ready and energized. And he makes us run laps for discipline, and I get that. This has been a great time chatting with all of you. Thank you again for joining us for today's episode on arts and sports. I'm Christopher. And I'm Sarah. We'll see you next time on McKendree Elementary Presents Eagle Talk.